The following thoughts, opinions, stories, and expressions are meant for those who will appreciate them. If you don't, we hope you keep an open soul to encounter another here on 34 Questions. Peace. Three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. And tonight we have a very special guest. Georgie is in the building. How are you doing tonight, Georgie? I'm so good. So happy to be here. So excited to be a part of 34 Questions. So can't wait to get started. For sure. Thank you for uh, making time for this. I know time is very valuable um, and, you know, it's the first time we're meeting. So it's always great to meet mm-hmm. someone new. So thank you. Thank you again. Uh, for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we do some intro questions, some warm-up questions just to set the tone. Uh, we'll jump into a couple games right after. You could you could consider them icebreakers, but uh, maybe <laughs> maybe they might be a little too intense. We'll see how you feel about them. Uh, and then after that, we'll jump into the Wheel of Fate. We give the wheel a spin. We'll go about the interview depending on which number the wheel lands on. And then after that, we'll end everything with some closeout questions. Sound good to you, Georgie? Sounds perfect. Can't wait. Awesome. So my my very first question for you is how have you been? Uh, You've been doing great, been doing well. How you been lately? I've been great. I actually quit my job as a nurse and I'm now living full van life. So my life at the moment is very much like the Pinterest board I had planned on living for such a long time. So it feels very fulfilling and exciting. Um, Yes. Overall, I've been, I want to say excellent just to top it off sure uh mad mad respect for for jumping into the van life it's something it's a dream of mine as well uh so so for you from being a nurse how long did that idea like pop in your head and for you to get it to to where you are now i think it was about it was what june last year and we made the decision and then covid locked our borders again so we had to like revert back to doing some more nursing so Realistically, the first time I did it, it took me about, I want to say four months, and then I had to do a little extra work, and then it's been since the start of this year. So overall about six months, but with little diversions because of COVID, because, I mean, COVID likes to throw a spanner in the works with everything that everyone does. Um, But yes, I like to move very quickly before I decide to change my mind. For sure, for sure. Um, You know, for me, I only really watch the YouTube videos, Glamorize and Van Life, Uh, but (laughs) Be real with me. What's one of probably the more challenging things from, you know, coming from maybe a more stable home mm-hmm. into into a van? Um, I think to start with the first is like the weird, like, you know, when you sleep in a house, you don't really feel too like you're, it's not, I don't want to say insecure, but when you're in a house, you feel very like protected and well hidden. Whereas in a van, you're very much like anyone could come at any time like you're quite exposed Mm -hmm. Um, and that was definitely something to get adjusted to and trying to navigate the other thing is like not having that security is a big shift and a big change especially coming from a job that no matter what happens in the world I know that I have a job um, to something that's like completely on me and what I do with my business and being in that space is very um sort of you can't plan it it's sort of just like you have to go with the flow which is very interesting but also part of the fun i feel it's part of the adventure for sure for sure um do you think you'll be doing van life for an extended time or is this something that you know you're doing for a few years until you feel like you're ready to settle 
It's probably going to be like a 12 month, maybe 18 month process, depending on how much we like it, see what, see what happens. Um, but definitely I feel like then I want to sit, like settle down and get some roots happening, like really make myself in a house that I love and, and do all of that, all that fun stuff. For sure. And then you'll have like this great camping vehicle, you know, whenever you do <laughs> <Yeah>. want to escape. <laughs> That's the awesome. weekends away. Yeah. Did you build it yourself or did you end up, you know, getting something pre-made? Well, we had planned to, to build it, um, but again, the COVID sort of just like threw that out the window. So we actually bought it pretty much pre-done, which was um, such a great manifestation. It was sort of like one of those things that was like, wow, it was exactly what we wanted. Perfect. Um, and it all just happened very organically, which was really cool. For sure. For sure. Um, moving on to the second question of the warm up is what would you like the audience to know about you? I am a confidence and mindset coach and this is something that I went into during the pandemic and noticing that people were really struggling with that, something that I struggled with my whole life and was like, as I was learning and doing some personal development, I was like, I need to share this information because people don't know about it enough to be able to make a change in their life. And so for me, for someone, for the audience to know something about me is that I was born with a condition that meant I had surgery for pretty much every year of my life growing up. Um, and so that heavily impacted my confidence but now I use that to inspire and help and empower others to do and change their life how they want to sort of live it in a way that they want to live so that's probably something that a lot of people don't know if you follow me on Instagram you probably would but if you don't well that's a bit of fun information for you um but yeah it's definitely the motivator behind why I do what I do I gotcha I gotcha what would you say is the biggest misconception about you um, that I'm a very like girly girl, I guess you could say, quote unquote, like I'm very much like materialistic and like makeup and do all these things. But at the same time, I'm very much someone that likes to, as, as sort of van life explains, like live off the grid and not wear makeup or do my hair any for like three or four days at a time and just like really chill out and, and get dirty, like get your hands dirty and stuff like that. I'm very much, that's my sort of way of living. And people are just like, oh, I'm surprised that you don't like live luxury and all of that so i think that's a very large misconception for sure i like it when when people underestimate me you know so that's, that's why i got that question in there fun. for you fun uh, game <laughs> no doubt um my third question for you is if i were to do something in your honor a way to express the energy you possess what could i do um spread the message that you can live any way that you like to live and that although it feels like it's so far out of reach you can actually do it if you just decide to put one foot in front of the other and take action um because that's my mission and I feel like in my energy and in the way that I live that would be the message that I would want to continue on you think um like what is fear the biggest factor in a lot of folks life in in your experience uh, would you say that that's what holds people back the most Absolutely. Fear of like, and I think it's very glamorized, this whole experience of extending your comfort zone and pushing yourself in it. A lot of people make it look like it's this really fun and exciting and like motivating experience. And then when you actually go through it and you're just like, you feel sick because of the nausea or like, you're just like, oh my God, what the hell am I doing? It's like, maybe this is not right. You start to question the process because it's like everyone else made it look like it was this fun and exciting thing to do. And here I am doing it and I feel genuinely sick. My hands are shaking. I'm sweating. Is this normal? I don't think so. So then that fear is actually what holds us back. And it's like, well, once we push through that on the other side of that fear is like everything that we're trying to to achieve with our growth and our expansion but it's like that little 
push that we need to give ourselves that's really stopping us. Um, I think it's fear mostly and consistency. Mm, yeah, consistency is a big part. I, I feel like my, my whole uh, past year, 2021, I felt like that was my biggest goal was to stay consistent with something. Um, I know you don't know me that well, but I've had 17 jobs in like 10 years. Uh, so I've bounced around a lot, never been consistent, I guess, in that way. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, and I'm older now. Uh, I just I'm in my early 30s and I feel like that's, I guess, the age for a lot of folks where consistency is so key. Like we want to it feels like there's more there's more security once you can find a rhythm and a routine that you feel comfortable with and hopefully it brings you growth as well definitely Um, how would you like to be remembered um someone that's a go-getter that's very driven and will not stop until i achieve what i've set out to achieve um i've always been known as quite driven and courageous I guess through what I've been through but I feel like there's that added element of like yeah it was cool what I went through but I didn't then just live an ordinary life I was like no I can't I can't just sit and be in this like mediocre just be grateful for what I have and not actually excel for anything more so I definitely want to be known as someone that didn't just settle as to what I had and still continue to expand and grow for sure um, and with your life coaching, is there what, what would you say is like your ultimate goal, like or not ultimate goal, but your next your next you know level for yourself? Yeah, definitely. Um, going into schools and talking to younger girls, I guess, about how they can start changing their life before they maybe commit to a university degree or before they get to that age where it feels like there's so many bills they don't have a choice. You know, like getting them understood, getting the education and the understanding that. It, this general like consensus of what we should do and the milestones we should hit isn't how it ha- or has to always be and sort of give them some inspiration of ways that they can do it in other ways. Yeah. For sure. For sure. We got you. And my last question for you in the warm up is on a scale from one to 10, how well do you know yourself? Mm, I like to think this is an, ever go- an ongoing process. So I'm going to say maybe an eight. I feel like I know myself pretty well, but there's always room for improvement, always. For sure. Uh, what would you say is your favorite thing about your personality? Um, I'm going to say my commitment and consistency of like, I'm always here. I'm always going to show up. If I commit to something, you can 100% guarantee I will be there. For sure. Uh, all right. We're going to move into some of the icebreakers. Um, and no pressure, there's no right or wrong answer to these questions. Um, just want to see your perspective. And Amazing. the first part is going to be agree or disagree. So I have these statements that I'm still pretty much on the fence about. And I just want to see if you could sway me in either way. But um, the first one is people are ultimately good. Would you agree or disagree? I agree. I think. Do you want me to expand? Oh, yeah, of course. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, cool. I think. Even people that do the most horrid things and there's never any excuse for those things, they're a product of their environment and that wasn't their intention to do the bad thing. I think they only know what they know. And so I've heard this example once, like if you put someone in a house that like steals things to feed their children or like sells drugs to to make an income and that's all they know how to do, on their terms they think they're doing the right thing because that's all they've seen and known 
So I don't think people go out of their way. There is this, this is like asterisk, there is a small number of people that are not very nice people, but I think the majority, they go out of their way to do what they think is the right thing to do. And sometimes it's just that those beliefs and those, I guess, societal expectations don't match up. And that's where we have the discord or like the, the issues that we have in society. For sure. You know, I was, uh, my friend, we had this conversation about, you know, where the world is going to, where society is going to. And it it's hard to see that, you know, the, the powers that be that continue to try to divide us, to control us. Um, it seems like they're they're succeeding, you know, at least in yeah. America. For, I don't know about the rest of the world. I can't speak on it. But yeah, for sure in America, it's the division seems to start. It seems to be getting larger. Um, mm-hmm. But I told them that I feel like instead of focusing on the extremes that, you know, can depress us or get us feeling feeling pretty negative. I honestly believe there's a lot more people in the middle um, like mm-hmm. myself who I don't. I don't like get that. I don't take the information in and believe it completely. You know, I want to give that space of like, well, you know, that side could be wrong. This side could be wrong. And I don't necessarily know if that's a good thing. You know, Um, I always hear about how, you know, if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for anything. Um, Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I like to say, well, I'm standing right in the middle (laughs) and that's where I'm going to be. But yeah, I think I think it's good to have an open mind, too. And I also think we see such extremes is because the people on either extreme are so vocal about it. So it's like, we often probably don't see the number of people that are happy. I want to say happy in the middle and like, just don't, they don't feel like they need to have an opinion in that space. And I feel like that's perfectly okay too, but they're just not overly vocal about it because they don't need to be. So I think there would be a majority in the middle, but they just, you just don't see them. For sure. For sure. Mm. The second statement is happiness is the most important thing. Yes, I would agree. How you get that happiness, I think, is interesting. I think it would depend on your um, perspective of what happiness means. And I feel like, of course, it's amazing for everybody to achieve it in a different light. But sometimes I feel like people have a different definition of happiness and then settle for what they have and frame that as happiness, if that makes sense. So maybe it's not true happiness, Mm. but uh, I feel like people settle before they actually reach that. Gotcha. How how would how would I know if if I felt like you know this is what really makes me happy versus you know second guessing myself and being like is it because I'll, I'll be honest with you I created this platform to you know because it fulfills me but I can also anytime I'm writing about like you know oh why am I doing this or someone asks me why I'm doing it my mind can also see that selfish side. You know, of like, you know, oh, I want to be heard. I want to be seen. I want to, you know, be famous or whatever uh, and mm-hmm. a bunch of other reasons. So I'm really trying to make sure that what I'm doing is pure and, and knowing mm-hmm. that, like, what brings me happiness versus what what other things can come out of it too. the stuff that I don't feel like should matter. But I can't help it. Sometimes it'll creep into my head uh, every now and then. But, yeah, <laughs> that's where yeah, I'm no, at with my I happiness. Think- I think as well, it's like, as I said, it's a very person dependent, but I think if you're something that makes you happy is like fulfilling you and makes you feel like it's challenging you in a way, that's the next level of happiness. It's not like there's like comfort of like, I feel like comfort's almost a bit um, like settling in a way, but if it's still challenging you, allowing you to grow, expand and to do things that makes you feel really, really good, that's that next level up of happiness. Sure. 
sure i, I gotta keep that in mind uh, <laughs> and my last statement for you is there is no try just do this is a good one um yeah i agree because at the end of the day even when you're trying you're still doing it and i think a lot of people use try as a way to like allow their limiting beliefs to get in the way of like i'm just gonna try it it's like well let's just do it and see what happens whereas i think the try is like if i fail well i was only trying i wasn't doing it's sort of like a a way to be like oh i didn't really fail because i was only trying do you know what i mean so I think if we all just do, we get easier, we deal easier with our failures, which aren't actually that bad in the long run. And we're one step closer to getting wherever we want to be. Yeah. I mean, you just put a mirror right in my face because this one, <laughs> I have a hard time um, saying like, I, I am a podcaster. I am doing this because mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm still saying that, you know, I'm just trying, like I'm trying my yeah. best, uh, <laughs> but maybe you're right. Maybe it's me just trying to protect myself from, you know, if I, like take full responsibility for what i'm doing and it doesn't work out then it's like oh fuck i, I did as yeah. much as i could and i still did <laughs> didn't get anywhere but no no i got you uh thank you for sharing your perspective i definitely appreciate it moving on to the next game which is a word, word association game um you might be familiar with this concept where i give you a word and then you give me either a word or phrase back uh, a little twist to it is that we're going to be putting a countdown on it so I don't know if you can see it, but there's 34 seconds on the clock. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're, I'm just going to throw these random words at you. The goal is to get as many as possible. And right now the record is eight in 34 seconds okay. that, uh, that a previous Let's guest see. had, had said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will start the clock as soon as I can um, give you the letter at the same time. One second. Here we go. In three, two, one money rich funny laughter home crazy passion excitement parenthood comfort freedom expansion knowledge uh growth present meditation future expansion dope sorry say that one more time (laughs) i just said i don't have one for dope i'm just like oh maybe cool (laughs) okay i got you all right so that was let me count this out one two three four five six seven eight nine so and you set the new record (laughs) perfect (laughs) uh one thing i I do want to ask you about is for present you said meditation um so for you this can you describe what meditation is like for you and you know how you practice it because I, I know that's a little different for everybody as well meditation is something that i like to do most days if i can i don't get harsh with myself if i don't fit it in my schedule but i do try and prioritize it as often as i can as a way to observe what i'm thinking without judgment and so i guess when I first started meditation, it was very much like, I have to sit in quiet. And if I have thoughts, I'm failing, I'm not doing it properly. But at the same time, meditation is like an opportunity for you to sit back and look at what you're thinking and observe it without that judgment. So I heard a um, statement once before, and I've never forgotten it. It's like, when you're meditating, it's like sitting on the edge of a road and watching cars go by. And those cars are your thoughts of like, it's 
almost looking at them being like, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. And then noticing is there trends? Is there maybe thoughts that come up that are triggered by something else that's happened the day before? Or being able to understand yourself on that deeper level without creating this story or judgment behind it. So meditation is a way for me to facilitate that and bring me more present into the into the day ahead. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't practice meditation as much as I think I should. Uh, anytime I do it, I definitely have those moments because when I'm meditating, I'm either trying to repeat a mantra over and over again, or yeah. I am like focused on my breathing as much as possible. Uh, but either way, I get distracted and I'm always like, oh, maybe I'm not doing it right. Uh, but yeah, maybe I need to just relax, let those mm-hmm. thoughts pass through and kind of reflect on them afterwards. Um, yeah, like I think meditate. you can't get meditation wrong. I like to think of that as well of like, it's different for everyone because everyone, and it will be different every time that you do it. But every time I feel like you'll get to observe and see what you need to see as long as you're observing the thought. And if you feel like you get lost, like off track, just bring yourself back to the breath and then try it again. It's not that you're doing it wrong. It's just that maybe that time you had a lot more to analyze, I feel. For sure. For sure. I will... You're giving me a lot of good thoughts. I feel like you're kind of giving me a session right now. <laughs> but uh, all right, we made it to the main portion of the interview. I'm going to pop the wheel open right now. Uh, we'll give it a spin. Uh, I want to ask you, do you get a chance to read the questions at all? Or are you going into this blind? I'm going into this fully blind. I have no idea. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Um, just a reminder, if there's any question that feels too heavy or you don't want to talk about it, feel free to pass. No pressure at all. And uh, we'll oh. give it a spin. So cool that you got you can get this on the screen. I love this. Thank you. I tried to make it work, and it wasn't always looking like this before. If you see my previous episodes, so I appreciate it. Um, so we got the first number, twenty, um, and then here we go. What was a situation when you didn't get the help you needed? Mm. I feel like this happened a lot when I was in school and being Miss Independent that wanted to prove that she could do everything on her own and like I had the the surgeries that I had was all around my leg and not being able to walk and doing all those sorts of things so I think kind of to counter that I was very much like proving the fact that I could do everything on my own and so um, I feel like bullying in primary school when it was like early stages it was something that I thought I could just deal with on my own it was just like oh I'll make it go away on my own or like I didn't want to be perceived as someone that couldn't stand up for themselves. So I felt at that time that asking for help was probably going to be that I was then going to be seen as, oh, she needs help to just work through something simple. And then that would flow on effect to to everything else. So I think reflecting, I think that would have been a time when I should have asked for help a lot sooner and I didn't. Gotcha. Um, I know you mentioned bullying. I I too have been bullied. Um, And honestly, at the time... It didn't feel like it was such a such a big event that was happening, you know. Um, yeah. It wasn't until a lot later when I kind of realized maybe how it affected my personality or how I interact with people. Um, um, for for anyone being bullied out there now, what, is there any kind of advice you would you know want to let them know? I think it like even just going on from what I was saying is that you're not the problem. it's not your fault it's not something that you have done and it's nothing that you could have done differently to make that not happen it's just that unfortunately people that bully it's 
genuinely a reflection of how they feel about themselves and sometimes we're just the ones that cop the brunt and it doesn't condone their behavior at any i do not condone bullying in any shape form whatever but if you're in those situations it's like it does you're not weak to ask for help you're not any less capable if you reach out and say i need some help here it's just about taking that step and being like okay I'm definitely not enjoying my time if it's at school at work wherever it is I'm not enjoying my time and space here and you have every right to so I need to ask someone for that helping hand I gotcha and I know that for bullying I never considered it bullying to me but it can come off that way to other people when you're amongst friends and you know you're either making fun of each other in a certain way um, I, j- I got to a point with uh, some of my friends where I felt like, is this, is this all we do is like make fun of each yeah. other or talk, talk smack about each other. Um, and I, you know, when I brought it up to them, it's like, oh, this is how we, we show that we care or how show how, how yeah. close we are. But for me, I don't know if that completely like satisfied that, that answer satisfied my curiosity. Like, I don't know, yeah. like if you're always doing this or always bringing up stuff that I feel like me and I guess it's on me as well for not communicating but yeah sometimes it bothers me you know (laughs) and I think and when you have those conversations if like sometimes people are in a space where they don't realize it's hurting other people's feelings as well and if it was genuinely not meant to be in that space that conversation could have been enough for them to like oh okay we probably can stop this now because it's been brought to light that somebody is not I guess it's and making somebody else unhappy so then we can change our behavior but if the behavior continues that's when I would start to question whether or not it's genuinely how you guys care for each other or if it's just a this is what we do and we don't really know what else to do and it doesn't matter if it hurts hurts anyone else's feelings gotcha Uh, honestly me made me think about maybe I'm just you know trying to be mad about it you know (laughs) and uh being like it doesn't bother me or you know say whatever you want but Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, you know, some people will strike a nerve and I'm just like, damn, like, yeah. you know, should I say something or I, and I don't want to I'm not the kind of person to to uh, what's it called? Stir the pot, you know, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just keep my mouth shut. But, you know, maybe next time I can I can have the finally have that real conversation with them. I encourage it. Sure. Going to give the wheel another spin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Number 21, one right after it. Uh, what are you too stubborn to let go of? This one's like hitting a nerve a little bit at the moment, just because going from working full time and running a business at the same time to now just running a business, it's that hustle mentality. And I'm so stubborn because I, that's sort of how I know how to do things. Although I know it's not healthy for me to function and live in this way. I feel like I'm super stubborn in releasing that way of living. So it's kind of ironic when you own your own business, you think I'm going to have all this freedom and all this time and all this, all this time to do things. And then I spend hours and hours and hours doing things. And it's not like nine to five. It's probably like 8am to like 8pm five or six days a week and then it's like wait I gave up my job for freedom and here I am doing more so I feel like I'm quite stubborn in that I'm it's, I'm finding it hard to let go of that mentality of like I have to do this in order to succeed and in, and then inviting in a way to, to still succeed with rest and playing and fun so that's something I'm definitely working on at the moment I gotcha uh, thank you for sharing I know it's not easy to talk <laughs> about these things uh, no. I too am super stubborn um 
just doing this show i'm still doing it solo you know uh it's really hard to ask for help really hard to you know let go of the control sometimes because yeah. it's not going to be done the way you you necessarily yeah. had it in your mind um so Definitely. yeah <laughs> where I think do you as well go ahead. i was oh, sorry as i was saying i think as well when it comes to stuff like that it's like we and I've, I'm the culprit of this too, like, oh, I can do it the best. Like, no one can do it better than me or how I see it. But then I also heard somewhere else that, like, there's often people that are better at you at that particular skill and can do it better than you, but you just oversee everything. And sometimes it's like, oh, you're probably right. But, like, having that conversation and delegating feels, like, very difficult because I'm a bit of, I don't want to say control freak, but I'm a bit stubborn and, like, I like to do things how I like to do things. And so it's like handing that over is very difficult, very difficult sure um where would you kind of say that that step or your hustlers mentality came from was that something maybe you know came from nature or nurture you know something was because of a product of your your environment or um i'd say definitely my environment and definitely like having to prove that i can do things my whole life so i think that just flowed on to me proving to myself and other people that i can do things and in the very first start like in the very first stages of running a business and leaving your job and all of that it does require extra input and extra time and extra hours i just didn't find a way to like reduce them so i think definitely a nerd um a nature thing of my my mum's the same she works really hard to do things and so i feel like i've just got that flow-on effect from that too i gotcha um and you know i'm i'm gonna ask you this like you know you're giving me advice about this uh so being stubborn i think another way i justify it for myself is you know i tell myself i don't want to take anyone's time away from what they could be doing or what they want to be doing you know because if it doesn't work out then i feel like i'm wasting their time ultimately you know uh Mm -hmm. so any any (laughs) it's interesting it's interesting that you sort of like throw it back on doing them a favor like you're doing them a favor yeah but at the end of the day like I feel like I've got someone that helps me do some stuff and being able to be like, hey, can you do this? And I mean, I just like to think about what's the worst that happens, right? Like if it doesn't work, it's a conversation to be like, hey, we tried, we gave it a go. We really committed to it. We gave it all we got and it didn't work, but that's okay. We learned, we did these things. We still took this growth and um, up leveling from it. And I think even if you ask someone to help you, they're going to completely understand as well. Like if you delegate to maybe get someone to edit or to do, I don't know, the editing for Instagram, that's not going to be, it's not, they're not going to hold something against you because you didn't do well. It's just that conversation that we make to be so so much bigger than it actually is if that was to happen. And this is all for a hypothetical situation. Like I feel like even just having this conversation with you and meeting, this is the first time we've met, I can tell that you will go to a lot of lengths to make sure this continues and this goes on. So you know that you'll give it your best. So I don't think that's that hypothetical situation is actually going to eventuate. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's move on to another spin. Here we go. I want to ask, were, were you nervous at all to, to come onto this show or, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if you're the, advent- you sound like you're an adventurous type, so it would have been, would it have mattered at all? <laughs> um, I was a little bit nervous, I'm not gonna lie, because it's always, I would say nervous just because it's like meeting new people and it's interesting to see if you click. And I feel like if we didn't have good, like, chat, it would be quite interesting, but I think, I think we're good. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And I'm... Um, 
you landed on 21 again, so I'm going to give this another spin. <laughs> I have no control. Well, this is not rigged. <laughs> All right, number 30. <laughs> this next question is, this might be kind of hard to talk about, I'll, I'll be honest, but what's the last lie you've told? Hmm, I really have to think about that. The last lie I told... Oh, I think um, the one that's like resonating the most is essentially what happened is I quit my job. I'm in Australia and I quit my job in Melbourne and went to like go van life. And then I got a position in the Northern Territory, which is a state in Australia, who desperately needed staff. And I went there to work and I got signed on permanent and said, yes, I'll be here for a long time, knowing in the back of my mind that it would only be a few months. So that's sort of like probably the lie that resonates the most of like I told them I'd be there for a long time gave them that impression but then resigned within three months which is a bit naughty a bit mean of me but I think you've sort of got to live your life how you want to live it and unfortunately sometimes you're going to make those hard decisions so yes that would be the last one I can think of trust me no judgments from from the guy who's had 17 <laughs> jobs <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've definitely been in those situations before and I don't know it the I just I do a lot of justif- justifying for myself, <laughs> and mm-hmm. for me it was always like, oh, this is just a corporation. It's just a big business that you know isn't yeah. seeing me as an individual, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. as much as I care about the team I'm working with, or maybe the boss that's you know, been my mentor, is it's really like, well, I'm I'm sorry, I kind of have to do what's best for myself at this time. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. no, it's it's super tough. Um, and just to open up to you, I guess. One of my biggest, not my biggest, but more recent lies, and I've been trying to figure out why I've been lying about it, but I've I had this question I would ask people about, you know, are you faking the funk? You know, are you, mm-hmm. you know, are your walls up like all the time? Mm-hmm. I like to believe that I have my walls down at all times, but I also have been noticing that, oh, wait, I didn't say exactly what I meant or, or what I wanted to say, or, you know, I would withhold withhold information which is i guess another form of lying too um yeah. but yeah it's just a trip that you know we feel like we have to build these walls um and want to ask you on your perspective on that like why do you think people will feel the need to fake the funk sometimes i think it we also need to give ourselves compassion in that space of like often we don't do it to be like in a negative way we do it to protect ourselves the way that we're feeling and usually it's happened because we've been hurt in the past and we feel like that's a great way to ego protect ourselves so often it's not like a, we go out of our way to deceive or lie or hold back information it's more like you feel unsafe to speak or you feel like if you were to say what you wanted to say that would create conflict which would then lead to something like them not liking you which then goes down to like our core fear of not being good enough and not having the people around us that we would like to have around us so it's it's a hard one because we all have it and we would all like not to have it but at the same time we need to be like we need to show ourselves a little bit of compassion to be like I can see why it's there and although I can the ego part of me wants to protect it I know in the long run, I'm better off speaking my truth or speaking, saying what I would like to say, um, even if it upsets other people. Because at the end of the day, their response is not your problem. I'm just going to mm. put that out there. Mm. But also, like, if your fear is, oh, my God, if I upset them, what does that make it mean about me? 
I would be diving into why you think, like what you're, what you're making their opinion of you mean. What am I making the opinion of me mean? Yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna chew on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, no, I, I, I feel you on that. I, I think uh, my job right now, I think, is challenging me to be, you know, be more of a delegate. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. kind of giving people responsibilities, which you know we kind of touched on about how hard it is mm-hmm. to do that. Um, and yeah, and sometimes when I need to give constructive, you know, feedback. I'm always trying to find different ways to say <laughs> say the one thing I need to say, like not beat beat around the bush, but try to just find the the kindest way I can say without feeling like the person is gonna feel like they're attacked. But like you said, yeah. you know, depending on how the reaction is, it's not really about me at that point. Um, no. And that's that's something I gotta keep in mind. And one way I usually try and help give feedback is I ask the person if they want feedback. And it's like they almost give you permission. And most of the time, if you ask someone if they want feedback, they know that you're probably going to give it to them anyway. But at least you're giving them the opportunity. To be like, yeah, sure, no worries. And then you have that conversation. It's a little bit less like um, heated. Is probably mm-hmm. the word I'm looking for. But it's it's usually worked well for me. If I'm like, do you want some feedback? They're usually like, yeah, cool, sounds great. And then you give them the feedback you want to give them anyway. I got you. I, yeah. I can see that being um, very helpful. It gives the other person a, also a chance to brace themselves. You know, it's like, yeah, we, need, we, need, we need to talk. <laughs> yeah, <literally. laughs> For sure. Um, go for another spin. Number 22. 20, 21, 22. Here we go. Uh, I, I asked a similar question a little bit earlier, but... How much of yourself would you say is genetics versus influence? Um, you know, you said you were you had that hustler's mentality, you know, from your mom. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, any other ways you feel like you can see yourself in your parents? And if there's anything, because I don't know if you grew up in Australia, uh, how has growing up there shaped you as well? Um, to answer the first question, I think I'm definitely more... Uh, nurture so environment versus genetics like I'm definitely more a product of my environment and I see that in my like traits from like I have similar traits to my mom similar traits from dad um growing up in Australia I think even from when I moved from Melbourne to the Northern Territory which has a large population of um, Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people and I had never living in a state like Victoria we don't often deal with or like have a large population so we don't interact with them a lot and even the, the I guess duality of living somewhere like Melbourne and then moving to somewhere like the Northern Territory I realized how privileged I was growing up and the things that I got to do and the things that my parents allowed me to go to a private school and have a really great education and then even just the privilege of going to a university and studying a degree um, in a country that we don't have to pay for it up front we have every opportunity available to us to go and do something try it out see if we like it and not have to stress about the money of it. We have a lot of opportunities for jobs. Like I feel like I've, even though I've not come from like a family that's got millions and millions of dollars, I still have lived a very privileged childhood. Um, and it makes me so grateful that I was able to, but also like I want to use that ability to make a difference and a change for other people as well. So I think definitely 100% nurture. And the older I get, the more I see that. Yeah. Gotcha. 
um, as, as I'm from California uh, here in America and you know some of the things that <laughs> comes up in conversations out here is like oh if you could move anywhere where would you want to move to and I feel like anytime I bring up a place people are always like well this is wrong with that place this is wrong this is another thing that's wrong um, but for, for Australia would you would you recommend you know maybe an outsider coming in and trying to you know settle down there Absolutely. I mean, I'm a little bit biased. I, lo- I do love Australia. Like, we have so much space and everybody tells us how friendly we are. I don't know if that's true or not, but I feel like it has a big aspect of everyone feels very welcomed and there's so much culture here. Even though it's Australia, there's so much different multicultures, even in Melbourne. There's so many. And so it feels like there's not really any discrimination of who can come and who can't. And I love that that is such a statement for the whole country. And I don't want to put you in a tough position to talk about this, but I am curious, what would you say is maybe one issue that Australia as a country should prioritize or think about working on or fixing, if you have any thoughts on that? Yes, I do. Definitely, since being spending some time with the Northern Territory, the lack of funding and the lack of support that goes out to Aboriginal people and how they live and the education that's available for them and support I feel like they try and support but not to the level we could be Um, and the first place that they need to start is building awareness because I feel as though if I hadn't gone and lived up there I would be still living under a rock I would have no understanding no appreciation for those kinds of like the, the traditional people and so I think that is where they need to start is building the awareness and allowing people to understand them better so we can all be treated equally I feel gotcha gotcha thank you for sharing you see I would have never known that or I would have known that (laughs) a situation was happening out there Uh, give it another spin ooh so close to the magic number (laughs) but uh, we go on to number one and the first question, or yeah, the first question on my list is, what makes you unique? Um, well, my condition I have is one in three million, so I'd say that's pretty unique. Um, I also have one spot of green in one eye and not in the other, so that makes me pretty unique. Um, I think that probably sums me up. <laughs> <laughs> like if I super. had to be super unique, that would be the criteria I would give. For sure. For sure. Um, well, in on the flip side of that, what makes you feel yeah. like you're relatable to other people? I feel like because I've been through so much challenge and adversity, I feel like I can relate to when people feel like they should just be grateful and that should be what they deal with forever. Like, I feel like there was a big part of my life that I was like, my health is good for once. I feel like I'm in a really good flow. Maybe I should just like sit it out for a bit and not try to do anything extra, not try and push myself and just like live and exist and I feel like a lot of people that have been through adversity when it all settles down they feel like okay I'm just going to let it simmer let it sit still for a while and then they get stuck in that for a really long period of time and then they feel like they can't actually push themselves any further and so I think relatability wise I know what it feels like to be in a place where you're like I just want my health to be you just want like your basic needs met you want your health to be good you want finances to be good but then also like knowing what it feels like when you've sat stagnant for a while and life is just every day is the same it's just very like monotone and not fun and then the other side of that being like okay well I can actually do it so so can you coming from someone that didn't think it was possible to doing what I am now doing I feel like 
I can sort of show the timeline to people that then they can be like, I'm here and I want to get there. So let's do that sort of thing. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, that's a very relatable feeling, which you mentioned about how world or life in general can just mm-hmm. feel like it's on repeat or the, you yeah. know, you're on a loop. And honestly, I, I've tried to fight my whole life against that feeling. Um, as soon as a job got boring or I didn't feel like I was growing anymore, that's when I was like, all right, peace, guys. I got to yeah. I got to move on. Um, but yeah, what, what would you say to someone that that I guess is is trying to find trying trying to find that that change in their life? Um, mm-hmm. But seems to, you know, anytime they try to do something, it ends up being unfulfilling i know for me one of the things that popped up in my head you know that phrase that's like um if everywhere you go there's a problem then you might be the problem (laughs) uh and i have heard that before yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i definitely that's that has that thought has creeped into my mind because you know it's not i don't know if it's normal you know to make me myself feel better people tell me like oh that's just how things are these days like you know you keep moving from job to job and you know corporations don't care about blah 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 but yeah for me i just you know i can't help but think maybe there is something wrong in or in the way i approach things that made me feel like i need to keep going i think um i wouldn't i sort of kind of commend you for going and trying it out and being consistent with doing something and then if it doesn't actually fulfill you being able to stand up and say no I'm not doing this and every time that you do that you get one step closer to something that is going to fulfill you but if you feel like every time it comes up I would also look externally of like maybe there's opportunities for growth and expansion and like community contribution outside of your workplace because sometimes we look for and yes we spend 90% of our time at our job but often we look at that as the only resource to grow and develop and it's like yes it is a huge part of our life but we can look outside of that so maybe friendship groups aren't allowing us to grow and expand maybe it's our challenges that we're doing in our own time maybe we need to look at what we can do outside of that and see if that changes the environment within the workplace um but other than that i feel like if someone's stuck in that position of like maybe they've changed a few jobs they're still not fulfilling maybe it's about time to stay where you are to allow for that need to be met so it's not a stressful process but use that time to be like okay where's my passion where do i feel like i want to change something in the world what is a purpose that i could see myself living instead of just like scrambling and jumping on the next thing that appears as an opportunity i think using the time that you've got when you've got the income coming in it's a little bit less stressful it's not 100 percent enjoyable but there's something coming in and then looking at okay what's something i'm maybe really passionate about in the world or if you don't know yet spending that time to understand so that the next time that you do it that leap is not as scattered and unsure it's sort of like in a direction that you feel like is really calling you for sure for sure Mm -hmm. and i'm definitely going to pass that on to anybody else that feels that way because you yeah. know that's one thing that makes me relatable to a lot of folks is is that that whole thing about being unhappy <laughs> at the workplace mm-hmm. i feel like that's something yeah. at every job i've ever connected we always talked about what would we rather be doing than being right here <laughs> literally uh, i feel like a lot of people that's how relationships at work start it's like oh we're back here it's monday like back another day another dollar you know but i think what could be really cool is we have conversations of like well, what could we be doing? What can we actually, if like, what could we be doing instead of this? Okay, cool. So what's something that we can actually do to move towards that? 
maybe it's this week you reach out to someone that you never thought would be on the podcast and they come on the podcast like making those action steps whilst you have that that need met because often what people do is like they don't get they're unhappy they're just like not fulfilled at all and then they quit that job and then there's a stress it's like holy shit I've got bills to pay I've got to do all these things and then the next opportunity that comes up it's like oh I'll give it a go without actually assessing because you're in a like you need that need met if that makes Mm. sense yeah, 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 no doubt. I think that's that's exactly where I'm at with my life right now. Uh, so when I ask you what ha- if happiness is the most important thing, I think for me, I define my happiness as being balanced um, mm-hmm. and having something that fulfills me during the daytime, my day job, and then having something that fulfills me at night, which is this yeah. podcast. And yeah, that, just that feeling of like, you know, growth in different areas, but it doesn't, I don't feel that pressure of like, you know, my day job, that's the only thing I'm going to be doing, you know, for the rest of my life. You know, I have something yeah. outside of it that can also help me grow. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Uh, well, we made it to the closeout questions. I don't know if that <laughs> fell fast for you or, or slow, but uh, been good. gotcha. Um, so before we jump into the final questions, I have this exercise. Uh, it's called the 34th Mantra, where I will give you some fill in the blanks, which is I am blank. I can blank. I will blank. Um, and I'm about to switch the screen. So you'll be talking directly to yourself. It's almost going to be like looking in the mirror. But I, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> want you to leave a message for yourself. I am. I can. I will. Give me one second. It disappeared on me. And I, I'll, I'll get you. Um, here we go. Oh. Oh, I, am. I am. I can and I will. Yes. And yeah. uh, go for it. Um, I am more powerful than I realize. I can leave a legacy and change the way that young people think. And I will not stop until I get there. For sure. Thank you for uh, leaving yourself a message. <laughs> Participating. <laughs> That's so cool. All right. Well, moving on to the closeout questions. This next one is going to be a shout out question. Um, You don't have to necessarily say anyone in particular unless you'd like to. But this one is who have been the greatest mentors in your life? Mm, There's been a couple, but there's one particular coach of mine that completely changed the way that I she was my first coach. I still have her as a coach, but um, name's Maraid. She's part of Spritz Mindset and she completely revolutionized the way I think the way that I do things and is the reason that I'm here today is in like with my business and all of that it starting with her completely changed my life in every facet so I'm incredibly grateful for her doing the work she does and leading me to this path for sure um yeah. shout out to you coach <laughs> <laughs> uh and then my next question for you is going to be from my previous guest so shout out to Brandon um, his question for you is, how honest are you? I would say I'm pretty honest. Like, if out of 100%, I'd say we're like 96% honest. That is that is pretty yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's definitely been an evolution, though. Like, I, ne- I was similar to what you were saying earlier of, like, I would not not hold back information, but I just wouldn't voice my opinion for that fear of conflict and that worry of like what are they going to think of me but I feel like now I'm very much like if I want to say something I'm going to say it or if I want to do something I'll say it um I'm very much 
straight to the point and direct in that way. For sure. Um, and second question or follow up question is that is what would you like to ask the next guest that comes on to 34 questions? Where would you like to be in one year? And how would you feel if you don't get there? Ooh, I follow up. Yeah. <laughs> in one I feel year. Like that question, oh. I feel like that question is just like enough to be like, this is what I want and this is how I'm going to feel if I don't get there. And that's enough for me to be motivated to do it. Gotcha. Yeah. So setting the tone for the next year. <laughs> uh, like, where would you like to be in one year? And how would you feel if you didn't get there? Yeah. Give me one second, just write it down. No, that's all good. All right. And then my very last question for you, the question that ties everything together <laughs> is 100 years from now, your descendants are watching this video. What would you like to tell them? Um, I hope you have lived fully to your full capacity, like left no stone unturned. Every, every opportunity that you wanted to take, you took. Every risk you wanted, you felt an inkling of like, I want to give this a go, give it a go and live a life. It doesn't matter how much money you have when you, when life ends, like spend it all, live, do all the things that you want to do. I can guarantee when you're at the very end of your life, you're not going to regret like you'll regret more saving the money that you didn't want to spend compared to living life and doing experiences that you'll never forget. For sure. I hope, I hope they'll be, they'll get a chance to hear you. <laughs> um, wanted to thank you again for, for stopping by. Uh, how was that for you? Was it thumbs up, thumbs down? <laughs> I loved it. I just love the, the array of questions and the way that it's sort of facilitating a more spiritual aspect. I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. I mean, thank you for putting into those words. I don't think I've I've heard that or even thought about it myself. But yeah, I mean, I, I know people come on here not knowing what to expect. Um, sometimes I'm fearful that, you know, people are going to be turned off by it just because like and too personal. Um, <laughs> and I think I, vulnerability is the way. Absolutely. I love it. Sure, for sure. Um, so just want to thank you again for stopping by. Uh, I want to thank all the folks out there. Oh, wait. Before I get to the close, I forgot to ask you, how can people find uh, find you, you know, uh, or want to sign up yeah. for your coaching? I am Georgie K Coaching on Instagram, and that's where I spend 90% of my time. So if you find me on there um, and if you want to work with me, just reach out and let's have a chat. But yeah, I would love for you to just come join the community, um, see how you can live an expansive life and, and not leave a stone unturned because that's what I'm about. So thank you so much for this chat. It's been uh, very insightful. For sure. And, and thank you again. Uh, and I want to thank all the folks out there. If you're listening on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, definitely appreciate your time as well. Uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Uh, still really hard for me to say those things just because we hear it all the time. Um, but yeah, uh, remember to reach out, reach forward. As always, much love. And we'll catch you guys next time on 34 Questions. Peace. Thank you. Uh, and then it fades out from there. <laughs>